Welcome Hi, back. guys. Hi. I love that, Crystal. This um, is Crystal after coffee and lots of macarons. Uh, no, this is Crystal when she gave me billions of pounds in my account. Who gave you mm-hmm. money? Sugar daddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I need to start this, but yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't know who this person is. Honestly, Reverend, I know if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. You've, you've trained me. You brought me up better than She this. needs confession time. <laughs> but yeah, um, welcome back to another episode of Gift in the Future. Season two. Um, so today, of course, again, we've got a lovely um, Mary with us as usual. Host slash co-host out here. Um, yeah, my co-host. Exactly. So host oh, slash okay. co-host okay. out here. Okay. Wow, guys, Mary really made it awkward right now. But um, anyways, Ooh. Mary, can you... <laughs> are you Scrap able to that. like... Sorry, you let us know what today's You're topic is. You're the host. We're about. both hosts. I mean, yes, we yeah. are, and I'm obviously the most important one in it. Of like, course. basically, this is my my. This podcast. is your thing. Yeah, Mary's just helping me out here and there. We are all blinded by the lights that is your presence. I know, and my beauty. I get it. It makes. Sense. I mean, my lyrics. I mean, Mary. I feel like at this point, people were listening to us thinking, "What the heck?" <laughs> so let's just go straight to the. <laughs> let's just go let's straight to the topic, okay? Um, okay? But yeah, can you help obviously introduce today's topic? Okay, so today is going to be raw, maybe uncomfortable, but hey, we're all adults. So the topic is consciously biased. Mm-hmm. Let's challenge the views that we hold about others, and this is just where we throw it all out there because I think as Black women, we obviously experience bias some consciously as well yep. as unconsciously. Yep. But I think it's fair to say that we also have biases against others. Mm-hmm. So it's only fair that we call it out because, you know, we all need to be an agent of change if we mm-hmm. want to see it change. So Yeah, of course. Oh, I think the first bias that I... Okay, wait, this is... I'm talking about when I first moved to the UK. Okay, yeah, go on. Just throw it out. So when I first moved to the UK, I'm like, wow, black girls are rude. <laughs> That was really? just yeah because oh, you're coming from Italy yeah mm-hmm. and obviously even Ghana Ghana was different okay. you don't really experience as much I feel like it's you British girls sorry mm-hmm. obviously I'm not but British girls just they seem very stuck up and like mm-hmm. they thought they were better than everyone okay again if you have a different accent now in this country is literally like yeah, yeah. if it is an English accent oh really so that's interesting so that, that was my bias that anytime I was meeting someone who was English. Um, or was brought up here, mm-hmm. I, I was literally like mm. scared to introduce because I'm thinking, oh, they're going to really laugh at my accent again. Okay. Or they're going to get rude, say something mean. So I, all my friends literally became the front, um, people that were like me who have moved from mm-hmm. Ghana or whatever it's country. Really and that's how we became friends oh, and wow. we're still friends now. But okay. I used to find English girls so rude. Okay. Well, that's it. I've not heard that one. So that's... Yeah, you are rude. I tell you what, <laughs> coming from... Africa, and I think most Africans listening to this will it will resonate with them what I'm saying. We obviously coexist Christians, um, Muslims, mm-hmm. and to some extent people are, who are traditional worshippers. When when I've met Muslims and non Christians outside of Africa, it's very much it's acceptable. Like we they intermarry. Everyone just mm-hmm. it's not a big deal in Africa yeah. as you probably know. Yeah. yeah, like in Senegal, Nigeria, people. The dad could be Christian, the mum is Muslim, yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. What I noticed coming here is your religion is very, very pronounced in the UK. So much that, like, I've met someone who, I think I was in retail. I was really young, probably sixteen or seventeen, and and they were like, we, we were kind of vibing, and then someone made a comment. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to church on Sunday. She literally changed towards me, and then another girl was like, why are you? Like being awkward with Mary, she's like, I didn't know she was Christian. She's like, what did you think she was? She's like, I just thought she was an atheist. Like, didn't believe in anything. Oh wow. like, wait, So wait, let me just process this. So Mary hasn't changed, but because you thought she wasn't Christian, 
you could vibe with her a certain mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But learning that she subscribes to the Christian faith yeah. makes you, she's like, babe, does that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Do you see what I mean? And mm-hmm. I didn't even have to get involved. I heard about that exchange later on, but it then made me think, seriously, like, do we have a problem? Yeah. Because I, I'd never experienced that. Yeah. Like I have aunties who, if they're coming around, not only can you not cook pork, like you wouldn't have cooked pork for a while. Mm-hmm. Everything is sanitized. You, you're not gonna have any pork in the house. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna cook anything. You're not gonna touch, no utensils of touch mm-hmm. pork. We just know that. Yeah. You respect the fact that they are Muslim. Mm-hmm. I, that for me was a big like, shock. whoa. <laughs> like you are completely deciding who I am and how yeah, I'm gonna exist yeah. because you've learned information about mm. what I subscribe to mm-hmm. or not subscribe to. That was a big thing for me. Yeah, I feel like, it may be to do with the experience, um, mm. what they've experienced Christians to yeah. be as well. Sometimes it, with bias, I, f- I really, yeah. it obviously it is to do with experience or knowing someone who has gone through that thing as well. And I feel like I don't blame certain biases to a certain extent. I don't I don't feel like it's their fault for yeah, having yeah. that bias. It depends bias. on how you've... Okay, so let's let's let's, let's for example use... Ghanians and let's even talk okay. about countries, right? Ghanians and Nigerians. Oh God, are you sure you want to do this? Yes, it I could am. Get because you came this for might our peanuts. You episode, came for guys. our peanuts too. <laughs> you're saying <laughs> next episode will just be Mary saying, "Okay, guys, it's just me from now on. We broke up. I'll find someone <laughs> beautiful, very intelligent. No one can replace me. No one. Let me just flip my hair back. <laughs> so yeah, let's use for example, um, Ghanians with Nigerians mm-hmm. now, right? I remember. Can I just say this? The Go first on. time you met me, mm-hmm. we were vibing. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you're really cool. Da, 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 da. And, then, and then we, and it was like, where are you from? Well, I, no, I thought you were from Nigeria, the yeah. Ibo tribe. And I thought you were Ghanaian. And she thought I was Ghanaian. So when I then said I'm Nigerian, she went quiet. And I was like, why are you going quiet? She's like, you're not like normal Nigerians. I'm like, girl, what does that mean? You know, I'm going to get in trouble for my comments. No, but it's true. No, no, it's not. But like, it's true. A lot of people have said I've that. experienced, yeah, that's, as soon as I meet a Nigerian, I'm expecting them to be loud. Honestly. Wow. Loud. People are coming for you. Sorry, again, this is only based off the, <laughs> of the Nigerians I've draw, experienced. And also exactly. we can only draw from I haven't met every single Nigerian yeah, in my yeah. life, but from the ones that I knew, I feel like Mary's one of the few that I'm like very quiet, not quiet, but very calm. Mm. Um, doesn't even if when you're angry, you don't really show it. But from how I've experienced Nigerians, as soon as they're angry, Everybody they're very knows. loud and very aggressive. Let me, and let, let me just tell you, so, so I just have to like, drop why? this in. Every Nigerian family, every family should try me Nigerian. I'll tell you for why. <laughs> We all have one uncle plus one auntie. It does not matter if it's the Queen of England, if it's King Jinping, it doesn't <laughs> matter who it is. They will talk that person down. <gasps> Let me tell I've got one uncle. Yeah. You can be the biggest gang member. He'll come out of his car and tell you about him. And he'll be like, Uncle, this person will kill you. Like, they're not born in Papa Way. <laughs> We shoot you he's like me like, no, no 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 yeah but we all have that one crazy person mm-hmm. and let me tell you as much as we joke about it i've had instances where i've had to call that crazy auntie and it's come through for me because people are like oh so you know mad people i'm like yes we have them at mm-hmm. our disposal mm-hmm. and people completely change everyone every family needs that one one dose of crazy yeah i can't lie you but, need, yeah but Nigerians if you don't have like... one you can I, i've got some to rent we can no, talk no, prices. No. you know what i think maybe we're going in this is if we are like that, we just don't show it outward. Oh, okay. We're very, we we like to be private. Okay. Private. So we do things in secret, which is also very scary because you scary. never really I know. I'll say it's very uh, scary because you'd also I never don't really trust know. You well, I mean, yeah. you don't know what I say behind your back. Right? I've heard what you say behind my back because what you don't say that I'm worried about. <laughs> 
yeah no but i feel like that bias as well with mm. i guess nigerians and Ghana. i feel because we're very close together as country-wise so it's always easy to compare nigerians and Ghanaians yeah, together yeah. so yeah i feel like nigerians are very so i'm going to talk about a really real experience for me mm-hmm. so in one of my first jobs um there was a situation where an, a woman from eastern europe i won't name the country um made herself, presented herself to me, a, a, a bad situation was going on. And actually other people kept coming to me and say, Mary, if you need to make a complaint about this, I've seen it, I will give witness statements. This person was working in the same team as me, very much presented himself as, I'm here for you, support you. Actually, I I, re- I chose to reject myself, remove myself from that situation. And I, I moved on. She reached out to me afterwards to say, oh, it's happening, but now it's happening to her. And I, you know, I felt sorry for her and I was like, oh, Babe, I've moved on. If you want, I gave her my um, recruiter details. It's like they're really good for you know what we do. Blah blah. blah. Would you believe? I called. I you know I'm a busybody. You you know if I'm invested, I'm invested 100. percent Probably about a week or two later, I'm calling the recruiter to say, "Have you found that person a job?" They were like, "Mary, that person didn't want a job." I'm like, "No, no, no." The person I I was even calling her name. She's like, "She didn't want a job." I'm like, "Did she not call you?" She called me. So what did you people talk about? The weather? She's like, she just wanted to know where you're working. I was like, sorry? Yeah. Now, this person was from Eastern Europe. And for the longest time, I had a deep mistrust for people, especially women from Eastern Europe, based on that experience. Because I was thinking, I ain't done nothing wrong to you. You came to me. I remember, I've moved on. I'd literally left. I'd moved on. We had our numbers from, you know, when we were working together, complaining about this situation. I never ever asked you to write a statement. I didn't take anyone off on their offer to, you know, support me. I removed myself from that situation. You came to me, so it was unsolicited. I gave you information thinking you needed help, but you only wanted that information to basically fact find about me. That for a long time gave me a deep mistrust of people, mm-hmm. especially women from Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. I had to challenge myself when my child started being very good friends with a child for me. I was just like, oh, no. Why? Am I going to have to deal with the parents? And then when I said it, my husband was like, so let me just get this right. So based on that crazy person that was a few years back, you've now decided that all people from Eastern Europe, not even just from that person's country or the whole region (laughs) of Eastern Europe, they're They're all all not to be trusted. I was like, yeah, exactly. It's like, so they're all bad. I'm like, this is why I love you. You get me? He's like, yeah, babe, that's messed up. <laughs> and I needed to hear that. Yeah. Because it's true. She wasn't a good person, but does that make Everyone, all yeah. people You're... from Eastern Europe bad? Mm. And, you know, we often joke about the white women, Karens, right? Yeah, now, I'm not, that, listen, yeah. I'm not here to defend any Karens. I'm not defending. Whether you're a white man or white woman, we know that some of those people have experienced a bad black person mm-hmm. well in the same way that my experience of a bad eastern european woman doesn't paint all eastern europeans or even all eastern european women with the same brush mm-hmm. what happens when and that's why i don't believe in unconscious bias i don't really like that label yeah. it's conscious yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It i is. knew exactly what i was doing <laughs> as soon as that child started referring to that child i was like oh jesus <laughs> what's going on now right yeah so yeah i don't personally no i don't subscribe to it being unconscious mm. But you, what you've done is you've decided that because you had a bad experience with that person and this is what they present as, they look like this and they're from this place or they 
you know, belong to this culture, this race. You've decided that everyone from that culture, that religion is that same way. Mm -hmm. And not only is it unfair on those people that you meet subsequently, it's actually unfair on you. Mm. Because what you've done is you've removed yourself from possible experiences that could actually improve the quality of your life, mm -hmm. enhance, or maybe even just leave it as it was. But it won't damage the quality of your life. Mm. And I think often people forget that. The opportunity cost by deciding to not. Yeah, no, I'm not suggesting that you go around hugging all everyone, people of all yeah, races yeah. and be like, we are one human race. No, come on. But if you're working with people and someone is not, maybe not even nice in the sense that they're going out, but they mm -hmm. just nice. They, they, you know, easy to get along with. They're supportive, like everything that a team member should be. You're not trying to be friends here, just a team member. But you've decided, listen, I don't care if she buys me birthday presents. I don't care if she buys coffee and croissants every month. I don't like her. Why don't you like her? I just don't like that person. <laughs> there's nothing they can do. When I hear statements like, there's nothing that person can do to make me like them. Ooh, that is, oh, I'm just like, that's a lot that's, of hatred yeah, in your soul. Yeah, you need a yeah. cleansing, boo boo, and Dove ain't gonna do that for Deliverance. you. It's not, it's just, I think it's awful. It's yeah. disgusting, it's ugly. Yeah. And this is, that's the word I use. You probably, you notice, I don't describe people as ugly. I actually don't like fixation with people's looks, which is probably why I talk about shifting away from looks a lot. But the word ugly, I reserve for people's souls. Some people have truly ugly souls. Mm. And you're like, when I encounter people, you know, we were talking about someone recently and I said, when I think of this person, I just think, what happened to you? Mm. That's literally, because you have such an ugly soul, I just think, who who did you like this? Yeah. Like what happened? Yeah, because a, a truly traumatic thing must have occurred. Mm -hmm. I want to believe that you weren't created like this. Yeah, so something really bad must have occurred because yeah. you are you have an ugly soul. Yeah, yeah, and that. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Well, another bias I just thought of for quite a lot. It's like I guess this is to do with African parents mostly, mm. but when they see men with like dreads and piercings and tattoos, oh my <laughs> word, that's a really good one. Let's talk about that one. <laughs> when Africans have this thing, and you know, and you know what I always say to us, the the thing is, we know the what, but often we don't know the why. Yeah. Do you know why Africans have a thing about against dreads? Well, no. I've heard that it goes back to incarceration, and the fact that the men weren't getting shaved, so obviously they need to make their hair. You know that the African hair is very woolly. Yeah. Regardless of whether you're four B C D. It's woolly, right? Yeah. They won't obviously get in conditioning. No one, no one is sending you cancer in prison, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shea butter. <laughs> so they were needing to, you know, either twist or dread their hair just to make it manageable. Yeah. In the same way that, you know, responsible parents, if, let's be honest, if you came home to your, your mom now and to comfort and be like, and mommy, meet my boyfriend and his I trousers are sagging. Go. Your mom has immediately decided he's not. No, no. But do you know where that came from? Where does that come from? So in prison, there's always a, a suicide risk. Mm -hmm. So they don't give you belts because what are you going to use to hang yourself? Oh, right. Right. And no one is coming. They're not sending tailors in to, but I to measure your you. waist. No, no. Let me explain it to okay. you. They're not sending tailors in to measure your waist and get you exactly the right trousers. <laughs> and let's be honest, you're going to put on weight or lose weight in prison. <laughs> so often your trousers are not a perfect fit. But they're not thinking that. That's my point. The reason your African parent doesn't want you bringing a man with sagging trousers is because that originated from prison. 
So you, all of you are out here copying sagging trousers, you don't even know the origins of what you're copying. But she doesn't, that's my point. She doesn't even know where. So but what, she knows that it, but they, they all they know is something not positive. All they know is dreads, tattoos, piercings, saggy yeah, yeah. trousers are like negative. And they don't know. It's just because your, your friend is friend of friend. Until your mom that. sees that butterfly tattoo at the back of your neck. <laughs> Awkward. Exactly. That's true though. <laughs> Wait, I don't have a tattoo guys, by the way. But yeah. I will quote. I'll get one soon. Again. But my point is, I feel like um, because again, like what we said, they have experienced. Let's be honest. If you get robbed by someone mm-hmm. and he's heavily, heavily tattooed and he's got dreads, every time you see someone with dreads, you're gonna cross the road. You're like, <laughs> eh? no, not me. It's not happening again. Because what you've done is you've associated no, those like, things to the experience. Why have they? My point is, yeah. See how you've explained this from the part. Mm. I, I didn't even know that myself. Mm. They, I promise you, most of them don't even know. But that's they know that it's something from. not pleasant, not. Positive. But how are you using that to judge the person's personality? That's my point character? because they are associating tattoos and dreads with bad character. They're yeah. saying, based on stories that we've heard. Remember, look, when you, you when as a race you've gone through the slave trade your history has not been documented by the people who lived the history our history has been told by white people it's the stories that's how we've kept our history mm. so when stories have been told through generations across oceans and we talk about people that raped and killed and you know did bad things and oh yes by the way and you know in african story 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 <laughs> we then say oh there was once a man he had skin as dark as the midnight skin <laughs> and his, 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 his hair was dreaded what you what have you done you've made him colorism is in there because yeah. he couldn't be light-skinned no the villain is never light-skinned he had to be dark skin but you've also described him as a dread yeah so what you've done is you've associated the bad man because you've said there was once a man and you're yeah. going to go on to tell about all the atrocities that he yeah. then goes on to commit yeah what people people remember the story you don't know what the person looks like no so what of course not that's your ima- imagination your imagination right? what words had been used the color of the skin yeah he's dark so skin. That, yeah. his hair dread and if you think about it, it's the labels that people give to others. Yeah. And often labels, misconstrued labels are built based on fear. Yeah, of course. So you are letting your fear of black people or Asian people or in my case, people from Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. your labels are then, your fear is then informing the labels that you choose to use. Mm-hmm. Someone said something to me. He went, he's really into, he's black, but he's mm-hmm. really into like, um, I don't even know which part of Asia. I don't know if they're Korean or South Koreans. No, you, that's you. But this person, oh, I, oh Japanese. He's really yeah. into the, Japan, the, the Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. He speaks the language, all of that stuff. He went to live there and he said, Mary, the day he realized the equivalent word of nigger, he just couldn't believe that it existed. Really? I had to talk him down. I said, it exists in English. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you think? Most things are translate, mm-hmm. are translated or translatable. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm so sorry. Why did you not think there would be an equivalent? What word? was it? Did he tell you? He told me, but I don't speak the oh, language. Yeah, I was sure. He's like, the day that he heard it, you obviously didn't know what it meant, even yeah. though he speaks a language, because obviously, as much as you can speak a language, there's always going to be words that you've not been exposed to. Mm-hmm. He then repeated the word to a Japanese friend that he'd made, and a person was shot, said, Where did you hear this from? Mm-hmm. He said, Why? He said, the, the guy, you could see the color drain from his face. Wow. It's like, I'm so sorry. It's like, wait, you've not actually told me what the word means, but you, you've changed. Yeah. It's like, that's your equivalent of the word nigger. Wow. Scary. That's my point. Scary. 
So why does that why does that language need the word? Mm. And that's what you have to ask yourself. Yeah. Why do people feel the necessity to push forward bad narrative mm -hmm. about others? Yeah, yeah. Especially when if you don't, you know, this is what I love about I'm not racist. If you then say, oh, you're racist. I can't be racist. My neighbor is black. I have a black cat. You know, I joke about these things, but no. <laughs> your neighbor being black. I don't understand. Really what, because you haven't gone to kill them. So you're not racist. I don't, <laughs> I don't actually understand how you even thought. Oh, I have a black friends. Mm -hmm. And I say to people all the time. Remember, since that incident that I described, I've gone on to work with other Eastern European people. That's like me saying I can't be racist. My colleague sits right next to me. She's Eastern European. Yeah. No, that does not make me not racist. No. What the fact that I tolerate that person in a work setting where if I were to lash out, I'd get fired. Mm -hmm. How does that make me not racist? Yeah. In the same sense, the fact that your managers are black, how does that make you not racist? Yeah. Or because you haven't slapped me around the face, you're not racist. <laughs> yeah. Another one I just thought of. So, I mean, it's quite similar to um, the other one, but... It's still with like women. So again, Africans, sorry, Africans now, you mean I'm coming from But you speak from what you But like, you know. yeah, with girls, when you're wearing some sort of outfits and oh, you already Jesus. think you're a hoe, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's definitely been sleeping around with so many I, men. I, think I can see skin, her shoulders it's are definitely, showing. It's pronounced in the African culture, but actually, if you think about it, if you listen to, I, I know I'm geeky, you, I know you're going to say I'm geeky, but I love to watch, I don't watch TV as you know, but I love to watch um, cases in court. Especially, I don't like murder because I just think that's a bit too much. <laughs> but especially crimes against women. Mm -hmm. and it's not from a sick place. The reason is I'm really intrigued by how the human mind, mind works. works. Yeah, There's always a thing of, okay, for example, I watched one where to, the, the girl is big. She, she, she matured quickly. And the guy's defense was very much, she didn't look 15. She, you know, she's very, so the defense lawyer says, sir, did you at any point ask her? her How age? old is she? Is Said it? no, but she, you know, you don't need to. I mean, look at her. She looks, <laughs> it's like, sir, did you at any point? It's like, no, I rest. It's true. You didn't at any, you made assumptions because mm -hmm. she presented as a big yeah. person, more mature than what you would typically expect for her age. Mm -hmm. That doesn't remove your duty on the law. Yeah. You still slept with a 50, well, not slept. You still, it's not called slept because, you know, you raped her. Yeah. You've... <laughs> It's just like, it's mind boggling. It's like when they say, oh, she was dressed provocatively. But was she trying to seduce you? No. Did she tell you, oh, I'm dressed like this for you? <laughs> like, I don't understand like the, the, the fact that a girl was dressed really sexy. A, it's her prerogative if she wants to dress sexy. But B, she didn't tell you she's dressed sexy for you. <laughs> it's true. You're not the intended <laughs> recipient of her sexiness. So please go and sit down. But what is, why do they have that, Um, I guess... That perspective of like thinking yeah, if you're, you're wearing... asking for it, if you're wearing certain things, you're asking for it. And you know what? My challenge is always, but she wasn't asking you for it. Oh. Of all the men there, she did not come to <laughs> me. No, it's true. It's so you should have just sat down because she wasn't asking you for it. Oh God. It's, it's very horrible. I must say. The one I have a thing is, I, I think it depends on your culture and as well, religion. Yeah. People that aren't each heterosexual. You know that oh, our parents yes. would be like, eh? is he dating a man? Yes, yes. mommy. <laughs> a man. Yes, mommy. And he's also a man. He's yes. also a man. Yes, mommy. <laughs> Two men together. And then they look at you like, <laughs> you don't see nothing wrong with this? I'm like, no, mommy, because obviously he's not sleeping no, with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, there is, but yeah. <laughs> it's like saying to an African mom, 
Oh, my friend and I just gonna go into a room. She's like, in which house? This house? Sleep. And like, no, especially if she knows the the girl is like bisexual or like a lesbian, and you're saying this is your. But friend. even if it was a gay man, this is a thing that fu- that is funny. Even if it was a gay man, you can't. You still can't go to the room with a man in an African household. <laughs> you're like, but mommy, his boyfriend Tom is coming. Will you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> but wait, you've gone from he's gay, so you're obviously not attracted to him. <laughs> yeah, but he's still a threat. Like, so let's just. I know we joke about it, but we need to just decide which. Where are you on this scale? <laughs> the guy is gay. You obviously have an issue with him being gay. Oh my God, yeah. But then you should know that he's not interested in me. So why are you feeling some sort of way if yeah. he and I are studying upstairs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I must say, if if they find out that you have a friend, like let's say I'm really close to you, Mary, and then like, oh yeah, Mary's a lesbian. Oh yeah. To her, why are you hanging out? She would yeah. literally think we would- I'm going to rub change. off. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not how it works. I but I w- you know what? The best way I actually heard, I think it was my uncle that said, someone bought a case statement. I'm quite noisy, inquisitive. <laughs> I was noisy. in his house. I was doing some, I, w- I think I'd actually gotten in trouble with my dad, if I'm being honest. When I got in trouble with my dad, I would always run to my uncle's house because A, my dad can't, he can't berate me in mm-hmm. front of my uncle. My uncle would be like, go sit down. <laughs> and B, it just gives him time to calm down. <laughs> so I was in his house. Smart child. I had no business being in his house, but I just needed to protect myself, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So someone bought a case. And it was very much, ah, she has to leave my house. Like the, the child had to leave this man's house. Man goes like, who your temper? Why, why does she have to leave? Da, 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 da. It's like, no, no, she, she, bad gang. All she knows is bad friends, bad company. <laughs> <laughs> my, you know, my uncle listened to him. My uncle now said, you are a fool, bloody oh, fool. No way. He said, me or her? No, he's like, you're a fool. He said, because from what you've been saying since you got here, you've been ranting, you've been raving, how much, how great parents you and your wife are. Why are you scared that other people are going to rub off your child? Why don't you consider that perhaps your child will rub off all this wonderful home yeah, training that you've given enough. her yeah. on those people that probably haven't had the benefit of good parents? Yeah. My man went quiet. Oh. Come and see me giggling in corner. My uncle's like, why are you there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't start talking. I'm telling you. And this is what I was like, oh, sh- I shouldn't have. Like, I was really, it was getting juicy. I just had to go and chuckle. How old were you? I was probably about 12. Wow. <laughs> You're a bad boy. Bad shot. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, but it's true. Mm-hmm. You, often the premise of, I don't want you, I don't want you corrupted. Yeah. But let's be honest, good parenting looks like de- depositing all that wealth of information and mm-hmm. training into your child or children. Mm-hmm. But then knowing and trusting that it's okay to let go because actually I've done my part. Yeah. And if that wonderful upbringing that you said you gave, you gave your children is not sunk in. Mm-hmm. My God, only God can help you at this point because if someone that they just doing homework with is now going to turn them, change their sexual preference, then I'm sorry to say, perhaps it was meant to be because what's gone on? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you done your, just focus on what you can control? I was going to say, if someone, if your child is straight, straight, and I think it's not as easy as, oh, because you have a gay friend now, you'll become gay. It it doesn't really work like, but I think that's how some of them think. think. It's so funny. It's so funny to hear. But I wish you could go on and on about this topic. There's so (laughs) so many biases. I think the thing we need to just, we just need to challenge ourselves. Whoever you are, whatever you look like, you're going to have biases against others. Yeah. Just remember, if you're pointing one finger, how many pointing back at you? Other people. (sighs) Three. Oh, the maths is not mathsing. Three, look. Oh. It's three. There's Never three. mind. On that note. Oh, wow. <laughs> we will be getting Crystal some ESOL, maths all the souls. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was he was if you become a kept woman you won't need to have any lessons. exactly i don't need it but yeah we, i guess we need to be careful of the biases that we hold yes. with other people as well not treat everyone the same exactly just because i'm a bad experience exactly now nah, thanks a lot mary for this episode as well and see you next week guys thank you